Sports Counterpoints Podcast, September the 10th, 2020. I'm GB, Brian, Coop. What's up, guys? What's going on? All right. Back to it. Uh, another episode. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We already kind of started. Uh, we'll talk about some NFL. We actually have an NFL game today, so a little bit of NFL action. Um, and there was one more thing that I'm drawing a blank on. We're going to give uh, opportunity to change our playoff or like make our playoff picks, change any NFL stuff that we um, we decided weren't weren't exactly what we wanted to do. Um, and then just NBA playoffs. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think. Thank you. It's Thursday, almost Friday. I'm kind of, I guess my mind's a little gone after the week. So thanks. All right, cool. So we already talked kind of about the NBA now. Lakers won. They go up 3-1. Uh, what do you guys think about the game? Uh, it was great. Um, like I said, I was I was worried that they were going to stress me out like they've done the other games where, the, you know, the whole game was, was close. You know, it wasn't, I, I felt like they would win, but I just didn't really need the stress added right. to the the rest of the world today um so you know them taking a nice big solid lead early never really giving it up i mean i'm not sure i think they led coast to coast um so th- th- that was nice even when when there was a little bit of a run by houston it just never had a feeling like oh this is gonna this could be ugly um which was nice so it was great um talon horton uh tucker who is that? talon horton Tucker, he's our he's the rookie on the Lakers. Yeah. Got some play today and was hitting shots. I mean, really impressive. Um, you know, anytime a rookie gets in a playoff game, uh, you, you worry a little bit about if the moment's a little too big. But he played really well uh, and showed some stuff. I mean, he hasn't gotten much time at all, let alone in a playoff game. And then uh, Caruso was great, especially on the defensive end, jumping in the middle of stuff really just being a difference maker it's it's good to see how how far he's come and and the kind of steal that we really got and and alex caruso so that's that was fun to watch as well dude's got an internet following too i I rock with caruso uh cool did you watch the game no i saw none of it hilarious i was too busy in costco and safeway as i say uh, you are you are a grown person say less so i get it um (laughs) I watched most of it. I had it. I had it. Actually, no, I take that back. I watched like a quarter and they were already smoking them. They were up like 20 when I turned in. So I watched a little bit and then the football game came on. So I was out. I saw we were going to win. Cool. Uh, they definitely, I hope the Lakers win it all, man, for, for Kobe, for just everything going on would be dope. It'd be an interesting year, you know, to win it, uh, to win it all. 2020, 10 years from Kobe's last one, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. So. I don't know. I what happened the, with Houston? Well, great. Going back to the Lakers, the thing that worries me is that they've done the same thing in both series, which is they tried to play the other team's game against Portland and against Houston. They did, and then came out and 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 you know showed them that they were the better team. Oh, I see. What you're they cannot do that in the Western Conference Finals. You cannot give gotcha. a free game to Denver or to the Clippers. I mean, I'm going to presume it's going to be the Clippers, but you know, you, you cannot give them the free game that they gave Portland and gave Houston. They got to, they got to play ball from day one. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. For sure. Who, um, do you think anyone else in the West has a, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like that. Like we're the favorite, but are you only worried about the, the Clippers? Clippers and them? That's it. Yeah. Cause Denver, Denver's not going to be able to come back against the Clippers. They just don't have enough. And when the Clippers play well, and when Kawhi is even remotely interested in the game, he, he's just the best player on the basketball court. Um, and then Paul George is no uh, no longer pandemic P or whatever they were calling him. <laughs> he's back <laughs> to being playoff P. Uh, and uh, and they, they've got too much firepower. I mean, it's a legit worry. Uh, completely unrelated to the playoffs is, you know, the the talk today has been a lot about how the Clippers are going to try and make a trade for Giannis, I don't know how Ooh. in the world they do it, but God help the rest of the NBA if they do. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, Those three? Because Yikes. you can't have Giannis, uh, Paul George, and Kawhi on the same team and expect anyone. I mean, you, you could you, you could conceivably have that 72-win uh, team Yikes. with them going with that with that three there. Uh, my, my only thing would be, I'm assuming that everything's going to be, quote-unquote, normal as far as fans and full season, et cetera, next year. 
I don't know if those three guys are ever going to be on the court together enough during the season. Now, when they get to the playoffs, I think it's, you know, it, it'd be extremely tough to beat yeah. them. But just injury-wise, um, I don't know that they'd ever be. It seemed like it would just be two would be healthy at, at a time. If not, You have three of the best defensive players in the league, and you have three of the best offensive players in the league. You don't really need two of them at a time on a basketball court. Yeah, I mean, it's, and that's a lot. That's what I figure you're going to get. So you just hope that everybody, if everybody's healthy going to the playoffs, and that is a real scenario, then, yeah, it's a problem. Anyways. Yeah, if the, the, the Clippers, the only problem the Clippers have is just playing, if they want to play defense. They're just not interested in playing defense most of the time, and that was the problem early in the series. That's when Dick, Doc Rivers said he came out and said it pretty much in the fourth quarter. He told his guys in the last game, not the one that just won, but the one before, okay, guys, we have to play defense. They played defense and Denver was shut down. Denver is a nice story and a good yeah. little team for Denver, but they really don't have that star, star guy on the team. You can lock Denver down, and that's what the Clippers did. The Clippers really aren't, I mean, Denver really isn't a threat um, if you just take them seriously and just you know play defense and that's what the clippers did and the series is pretty much over do you uh because that's what it, hmm? go ahead cool no and also the same thing against dallas they weren't playing any defense against dallas they were giving up a lot of open threes and dallas was just True. hitting them dallas doesn't play any defense at all and if they don't want to waste the years that luca has left in this luca has in his prime years in this league they're going to have to figure out how to stop some people because dallas doesn't even attempt to play defense when the clippers decided in the last game and a half to actually play defense Dallas was pretty much dispatched and the game was over. And I guess it helped because Luca had, a, I think, an ankle injury or something, and somebody else had an injury as well. But still, when the Clippers are actually engaged, which they just haven't seemed to be most of this season, I mean, they're they're just really tough to beat. And the reason why is just that they're just a deeper team than than everybody in the NBA. Um, you know, Paul George, you know, he'll have his games where you know he'll 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 play terrible. He's not really a person you really want to rely on. But the the main guy is is Kawhi. Kawhi can get you a bucket and he can get a stop. And, you know, if you got a guy who can get you a bucket when you need it and get a stop, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just tough to beat, you know. And like uh, you talked about earlier, you have three of the best offensive players on the court if you if they're able to get Giannis, Paul George, and Kawhi. But the problem is Giannis and Paul George have never shown the ability when it counts to actually get buckets when you need it. Yeah, Kawhi has. And Kawhi is Well, you got guy. the one. That would be the problem. Like you'd have that one. I don't think you have much of a problem when you got three great players on a basketball court. There's that. There, there's never been that. Even in in uh, in in and uh, for the Warriors, they didn't have three players at that. I mean, you could argue that you have three of the top ten players if you had those three. I just hope it doesn't happen. I don't want to see it. I hate the Clippers. <laughs> uh, you know, I think in a new stadium, man. People, LA is going up with stadiums. Say again. Aren't they getting a new stadium too? Like I know we're gonna have to go to yeah, some games. There's, it hasn't. Yeah, they're they're, get, they're gonna get a. Uh, well, they're working on a stadium, um, well, and they've kind of gotten past the other hurdles. It was it was pretty interesting how Ballmer handled that one. He just bought everything uh, and paid him and paid everybody off and just said, okay, I don't want to deal with the lawsuit. I'm just gonna you know pay everyone off. It works out well. It's but yeah, they're gonna get a new stadium eventually. There's literally nothing to dislike about the owner. Yeah. No, there's no two of my favorite players are on the team. Yeah, there's some. I hate Patrick Beverly, but you know, other than that, um, you know, the the organization, everything about the, the team is great, but they're still the Clippers, and I will never forgive them for their past. And oh, their hilarious. past is much deeper and much worse than than that of Boston or anyone else. Damn. So people well, often ask me, like, do you hate them that. more or Boston more? And I'm like, look, man, we only play Boston two times a season, minus an NBA Finals. The Clippers are right next door. They were disrespectful. Um, they had oh, a racist owner. I was like, about to say, I was like, there's no way Boston. A lot more history. Is Boston's racist history is uh, less than the Clippers, but I see what you're saying. You're talking about overall history yeah. as far as They're little closer. brother. And it's yeah. right there. It's Got like, it. that's, that's, it, it's home. Two, you know, two times a season we play Boston. That's it. Got you. Uh, you see I Clippers all the time. More. Yeah, me too. But I, I don't. I, LA, Boston. Me too. But, but I don't they, live you know, But more, moving to the Eastern Conference, speaking of Boston, uh, if they lose to Toronto in Game Seven, um, all this love that Brad Stevens gets from everybody, it needs to go over to Nick Nurse in Toronto because to me What's that would be an, that would be an upset. Um, I think Boston on paper is the better team, but Toronto is looks like they learned a little bit from uh, on that uh, championship run say. <laughs> last yeah. year. You might. They show, are showing some heart and some grit. They're not giving up. Before when they had Demar Derozan, this team would have been lost, but now. 
this team is, you know, they're, I'm not saying they're going to the cold. title. That was I'm cold. not even saying they're that going to the finals. But I think beating Boston would be a significant accomplishment, especially being down, like, I think, 3-1 or 2-1, something like that. But um, and in the other series, I got to give Miami credit. Um, I had, um, you know, everybody, a lot of people question the Jimmy Butler acquisition, but it looks like it's working out great for Miami, and it really wouldn't surprise me if they actually made the finals the way they're playing. It looks like they're clicking and got everything, got everything rolling on the offensive and defensive end. So big ups to Miami, to the Heat. Yeah, I think the best two teams are, and I said this even before when the playoffs began, were Toronto and Boston. Um, so no surprise there. And I don't know that it's a huge upset. I mean, it may be an upset, but it's not a huge upset for Toronto. No, to not be huge. Positive. Because they've been playing so well in the bubble. I mean, we, we watched them mop the floor with uh, the Lakers uh, during the bubble period. Uh, and so, and but I do agree with you. I'll even say this. Win-lose I think Nick Nurse deserves a ton of credit Yes. Um, for yes. what he's been able to do this season with a team that obviously was kind of reeling from the loss of Kawhi. I mean, not, you know, they weren't, they weren't crying in their, in their, in their, their bowls of cereal or anything, but it was a big impact to lose arguably one of the best players in the game. And then to come back the next season and and play as well as they did and show everybody that the team was more than just Kawhi and to go this far, whether it's this far or the, the Eastern conference finals or the NBA finals, mm. um, you know, I, I think that is, is just pretty remarkable. Um, but I also think, you know, Brad Stevens is owed a lot of credit and the GM for, for Boston because um, recognizing that Kimba, the, that Kimba was the right fit was is a big deal. To Danny Ainge, right? Or not anymore? Yeah, uh, yeah, Ainge. I believe it is Ainge. He's still Danny Ainge. He's um, still yeah, but Kimba, Kimba was the it was the right piece. You know, they obviously needed a point guard, but to find somebody who was selfless instead of selfish and still had a big game mentality like a Kimba Walker is has been the difference in making sure that the team came together and, and was successful as opposed to mostly the same exact talent, um, but having a selfish person in, in Kyrie. He, um, yeah, if, if, if any year they when they go to the finals, it has to be this year, because if Boston doesn't make it this year, then when do, it, when do they ever go? Because it looks like they have the better team on paper in the Eastern Conference to all the teams that's left. So we'll see what happens, because I think it'll be a refer- – to me, I look at Boston as a regular season team. They play great in the regular season, but some reason – in the playoffs, they seem in big games. They just don't seem to have it, and they lose. Team, so the young boys. We'll see what happens. Um, didn't Nick Nurse? He coached the All Star team for the East, right? He's been getting his props after winning the thing, the uh, championship, right? I mean, he's got a little bit of props, but I y'all mean, want he's big, in Toronto, boisterous. Nick Nurse y'all want parades for the boy? Like they, people know he good. Ah, I don't think enough people you think he's good. <laughs> I, I think Nick Nurse is really good. The um, I do. So, yeah, I think he's I think he's really good too. What yeah. tripped me out was like that All Star game in Chicago. When was that? Oh, I don't know. February the All Star game was it this year? year? Yeah, they got one in February. Before all this stuff happened, like that's insane right. to think about. Like a few weeks before, right? Because if All Star yeah. games in February, like none it's, of this was was it this it's year? Always Valentine's weekend. Yeah, it's February. It was the second week of February. Wow, that's crazy, bro. Like oh. that's crazy to me. Because it feels like it was so long ago, but it just was a regular day, and then Kobe had still passed. So I remember the, the tributes and all that, right? And then Common, that this was the one where Common was rapping all the players and all that. And it's yep. crazy, like it feels like that was forever ago, just off how everything is, and that was this year. That's wild. Um, okay, so West wise, I think we went through it, um, and then you got East Coast. So you went guys got anybody surprise you like did anything surprise you in this in this one this bubble playoff right because it's a little bit different it's been interesting to see like even how they're doing the home courts and trying to do the virtual fans and all that and just being about ball right i feel like the players as we said earlier aren't complaining as much depending on who you are right it's kind of just ball like you have to just play um do you is there anything you've been surprised about during this playoffs like you know this was better than i thought or this was worse than how much i enjoy it and how much i don't miss fans like, you know, I, I thought I, I knew that I wasn't going to miss them as much as some other people would. Um, but I like their their lack of presence means the, the, them not yeah, being there true. means nothing to me. Uh, the basketball is still great. That's true. The, the TV angles are probably better. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the quality of play has been outstanding. 
you know, the NBA has done an amazing job of the yes, bubble. Um, and, and honestly, yeah, no, you know, on the court, um, uh, yeah, there's been a couple of people who have really shown that they, as they've developed as players, um, you know, and it's been exciting to see some people who would have likely, you know, not make taking that next step until, uh, next year, but we're able to take it this year. Mm, cool. what do you think? Um, no, nah, nothing really surprised me. I'm just looking forward to seeing like teams like, cause I think Phoenix is going to be a trendy pick next year because they went undefeated in the bubble. And I just think for a lot of young oh, players, because no you know, young teams yeah. don't do well on the road and there was no travel that, had, that was involved in this. So I know some mm-hmm. players, you know, did good in the bubble. They're on the same course. There wasn't no travel. They were able to get into the routine and do what they do on the court. But will that carry over to next year when there's actually is travel and they're actually, I don't know if there'll be fans or not, but they're still, there'll be road travel and things like that. Will they be able to take their Bro. performances from the bubble and carry it over to next year and continue, like Brian said, take that next step. So, as far as I knew, there would be a couple of players that would ball out, you know, and they did. Congratulations to them. But, you know, I'm just looking forward to see if they can continue with next season. I don't. So honestly, no surprises. I don't think anybody's going to remember that 8-0 in the bubble. Except unless you live in, like, Phoenix. Or you work for, like, Peerless <laughs> Sports or something. And you're trying no, to. No, but I think that it builds, you know, it, it builds on something. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I just think that the West is so good yep. and only going to get better next year um finding a team the warriors back too yeah finding a team that that's going to be able to uh you know break into the playoff picture in the west i mean you got to remember the warriors are coming back that's what i said yeah you get the warriors back next year someone's got to make room and then you have a a hot play uh, a, a team like phoenix who played you know better than expected denver's only getting better memphis is only getting better um. Yeah, there's just a lot. I think the Warriors are going to be a problem because they can come back with um, like they got rest, rest. So they should all come back all the way 100. percent They they could be a problem. Right back again. Um. All right. Yeah. No, I think it's been it's been interesting. I like what you said, Brian, about the um. I didn't think about it, but like the fans not being there. Honestly, if you're not at the game, it has no impact on you at all. And I never thought about it like that. Like, it's cool because, you know, they cut to the fans and it's a Laker playoff game. Right. So we'd have celebs there and it'd be, you know, the typical stuff. But I I guess it it adds to like the the pomp and circumstance of it and the, you know, the celebratory nature of the game. But to to your point, like I until you said that, I didn't even think about it once. Like the lack of fans isn't a unless I'm there. Right. I love being at the game. I want that energy. But on TV, you're absolutely right. Like the football game was the same. I didn't have any. It didn't matter if they were there. And actually, F a lot of the KC fans for acting up during the quote-unquote moment of silence. But if we're done with the uh, NBA, we can slide. Yep. As far as um, – excuse me, I'm already starting on NFL anyway. But the, the this game, like not having fans there as a segue, didn't really – you know, they had like – they had some there and they spread them out. And that's whatever, I guess, just to, for aesthetics. They had 20,000 people there, wasn't it? I think that was 16 the to 20,000, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so it was spread out, but it didn't matter to me because I, I care about what's on the field. That's really the end result. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. The you know, and for football, there were some fans there, and I do think it'll be a little bit different of a feeling than it was for the NBA to have a football game without the fans because there you see so much more of them with the angles and the TV angles because of the way the field works. True. Um, and to pan out so you'll see that they're not there is not as much whereas in basketball games you're kind of focused on the court you don't really look into the stadium as much um but uh you know they had them there today um i didn't think it made any kind of sense but whatever um and i i don't think it'll be the difference between uh you know winning and losing in a lot of instances <laughs> not for them no but yeah yeah exactly certainly not for the chargers um wow. but uh but i do think that it'll be a little bit different feeling in football than basketball basketball there's like no loss in my opinion they also built the court specifically for this right so football you're playing in your existing stadium so you're right i think it's going to look more vast like if they're playing at staples center with no fans you dark out the sides but i think it might be uh to your point it probably you probably could easily dark it out because he used to do that i got it um personally 
I've never watched a game for fans. I don't even know. Man, when I'm reffing, I don't even notice fans that be at the game, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm just so into the game. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But I guess if I actually pay attention every once in a while and just look, maybe a game I really am not interested in. They, cause they and I'll see. Cut scenes. What's you know up? what I mean? They do like hella cut scenes to the fans and they use it as part of the right. filler for the, the in-betweens, you know? Yeah, the television aspect. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it's been a, it was a good game. I mean, I'll say it was a good game as far as seeing how the Chiefs look. Houston is going <laughs> to yeah. have to warm up a little bit. You know what I mean? It was definitely the opposite of what the um, that playoff game was last year because Houston came out I'll, hot then. And they did yeah, there's a small, small missing factor when, with DeAndre Hopkins. I'll tell you this. Yeah. They need to be kicking the tires on some some wide receivers. They need to be calling Des Bryant and saying, mm-hmm. come in here and let me see how that, that Achilles is. They need to be yeah. trying to figure out if Antonio Brown can stay off of whatever Ooh. he's doing these days. But Ooh. they need – um, they need Ooh. that bigger play guy on the outside because Stills and Fuller are the same type of wide receiver. Yep, and they're trying to make them one of them the the big play guy, and it, it just doesn't work. Um, and they, they're not deep enough at that position. David Johnson looked good. He did. Um, I think he a did. lot of people who decided to scoop him up late in, or you know, depending on where you where you what leads you are. In, but a little, you know, the mid rounds as opposed to where he used to be, um, or pleasantly surprised and feel like they got value. So, yeah, uh, Houston is going to unless they play Jacksonville, who they played twice this year. <laughs> I mean, Houston's going to have problems. Yeah. Um, that uh, I'm not saying they would have beat Kansas City with DeAndre Hopkins, but to have a reliable pass catcher Definitely. like him would have helped a lot today. Uh, as far as the offensive side of the ball, like I said, Houston, the, the over-under on wins is 7.5, and, and it looks like under is a pretty good bet looking at today. Now, of course, it's just the first game of the season. Right. But I think only if Houston – if Houston plays against any team with some talent, like an above-average <laughs> talent team, they're going to have problems. Like most so of the Above-average talent. If they play in somebody below average, I think Deshaun Watson might be able to, you know, get some wins in. Jacksonville is trying to lose, so that should be two wins automatically. But, but yeah, it's going to be some problems. In Kansas City, you know – it helps like to Kansas play an City. opponent like Houston the first game of the season. But, you know, Kansas City is just going to keep that thing rolling. We, we, we all expect them to be good, go 12-4, and 11-5, 13-3, whatever this year, and compete for another Super Bowl. So, yeah. And, my, uh, I had to, you know, I had to check my rookie out, Clyde. Had to check yeah, out y'all back. came through on that. I, I, I dropped Ezekiel Elliott and got him. So, uh, oh, wow. I mean, uh, Mahomes is on my team, the first two picks. So, uh, so oh, yeah, wow. he looked good. He's, he's shorter than I thought. I thought he was like 5'10". He's like 5'7". Oh wow! So, yeah, no, he's, but, he's short, but he's yeah. he's he's fast. He's in between yeah, them tackles. He, he can get through there. Um, he looks like uh, I thought he would be a group after Washington at LSU. I thought he would be a great fit for the Kansas City offense, and it looks like after this game, it looks like he's a a very good fit. So we'll see. It's only been one game though. One the one thing I'll say is I think most of us um, drafted him thinking that he was going to be a two way player and be part of the mm-hmm. passing game. Um, as well, and that was one oh. of the reasons why I was super excited about him. But he mm-hmm. was running, you know. He got his, he's yeah, got he his dirt on busy. the ground. He only had two right. targets in the air. He didn't get either of them, so no completions. And if you're in a PPR league, you know he was he was into the top five players, top five running backs because of um, that assumption. I don't think that that there's nothing bad about what came out of tonight and what he did, you know. But um, but it is something that will people will be watching to see if he uh, can get involved in the passing game a little bit more, because we know that how, that that's how that, that team operates. Um, the other thing I think a lot of people would have saw from that game, looking at it from a fantasy football perspective, is you know Patrick Mahomes had three touchdowns, but only 211 yards or 215 yards, something like that. Um, and, and, running. Result, and yeah, they were, they were playing a very balanced offense. Hard to stop. Um, it looked great, impossible to stop. But if you're you're someone looking for 300 yards out of uh, Mahomes on a on a you know weekly basis, or you know an extra five or six uh, catches from uh, Ceh, uh, it, it might be you know it might be a little more interesting. But I think so much talent there, um, so nothing really to worry about. No, you know it's funny you said that about Clyde because I've never saw him catch a pass at LSU. I don't even know if he can catch. I just saw him run. That's all. Yeah. That's all no. You need to see. no, that was all you needed today. Yeah, that's <laughs> he hits holes hard. He, he he had a welcome to the NFL moment though in that fourth quarter when they gave oh, yeah, it to him right. on uh, 
on goal and short and yeah. ran into three dudes who basically right. said, nope. Right. <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, I hope he's not hurt. I know, I hope right? He's not hurt. So I, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was good to see football though. I mean, I guess things will roll on. It'll kind of be what it is. So I thought it was no, good. Not, any of y'all watch the Miami Hurricane game? Nah, nah bro. bro. On ACC Network? Nah. Bro. Okay. <laughs> what, is that what sport is that? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. <laughs> well, they're not beating Clemson. I just know that already. So, but yeah. Yeah, I, right. nah. I watched the, I watched most of the Chiefs game, and then once I saw I was getting out of hand, I'm like, ah, and I started going back to reading. Um. But it's good to have football back. And then um, Sunday, we got like a full slate. So who else like after? And I don't know if you guys are really trying to tweak picks or not, but is it there's teams that you guys are thinking like, ah, maybe now I should put one. them high or I'm tweaking one pick. OK, and it's in your division. OK, I got the Chargers. Oh, coming appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Raiders tie. That's what I got. The yeah, Broncos have too many injuries with Von Miller. Two oh, tackles out. Chubb is hurt. And the Chargers, they just, you know, I can't have any faith in the Chargers. They just, you know, suck. And they still, I'm still mad they didn't even come close to even making the playoffs last year. And I had them in the Super Bowl. So I got them in last. <laughs> Matt, you got, okay? got them in last. I got the Raiders and Broncos tied for second and third. The Chiefs win the division. That's the only amendment I got. You could, um, the Raiders going to be second. That's cool. Oh, okay. It could be. Well, I know. had them second, too, because yeah. I had all three teams uh, in seven and nine. Right. Yeah, tied seven and nine. So I don't need to make any tweaks. I already had them that way. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, something I'm personally interested in. I just want to hear from both of you guys. I don't care who starts first. Is there anything like four or five things that you guys are just interested in seeing this season, or you know, something that's on your mind that you want to see this season lots, in the NFL? Lots, actually. So uh, yeah, for for me. Um, there's a lot of rookies that are supposed to make big impacts early, both uh, especially on the, the the offensive side of the ball. You know, Jerry Judy, Sidney Lamb, Ceh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, the list kind of goes on of a lot of a lot of rookies. I know this happens every year, and there's a couple, but it just feels like this year, um, and you know, this being me being kind of a fantasy football person, it feels like you know there were a lot more rookies who were relevant. Yes. Outside of out of dynasty leagues, right? Even in redraft leagues, I agree. Early on this year, um, so I'm looking at that. I want to see how that all shakes out. Um, I want to see, you know, obviously from uh, the perspective of a fan, I want to see how the Vikings defense holds up with a lot of changes when yeah. they didn't have a preseason. Uh, you know, they made some good picks, but then they also got um, Daniel Hunter, who is is out right now for at least the first three weeks, and he's a a huge part of our offense. But we also got um, the man from uh, Jacksonville, who's also supposed to be very good. So this is a lot going on. So many moving pieces. We lost uh, uh, digs on the offense, uh, but picked up another one, Justin Jefferson, who's going to be one of these rookies who uh, is is kind of a factor a little bit sooner than than might have otherwise been, at least fantasy football wise. So uh, I'll be paying attention to my team because I think that this year, more than any year, um, having less change is key right no preseason um you know shorter camps um and and so having a lot of those adjustments is going to be is going to be interesting another thing it would be home field advantage um you know they've been looking at how it, it worked out for 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 baseball and at the beginning of the season the uh away teams were actually faring better in the uh, in, on the home team's fields, right? Um, but it is now reversed course, and it is now. If you look at the last six years, this has been the best uh, season for home teams as far as win percentages by I think it's like a tenth of a point or something, a tenth of a percent or something like that. But still, of note, it wasn't impactful. I want to see what happens with uh, with football uh, to see if it kind of follows suit suit there. And then the other you know other storylines is. You know, can Lamar Jackson get over the hump? Um, will Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo blow up like I feel like he should? And you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, just those types of things. <laughs> what about you, Glenn? <laughs> I, about you, Glenn? I need Jimmy G to blow up by consistently giving me fantasy points. That's what I need. Um, Jimmy G? Yeah, man. <laughs> I think um, I like what you said definitely about the fans, right? You also got to figure for me, right? I'm I have a new stadium. So as a Raider fan, 
that's kind of my interest, right? Because the stadium looks amazing, us playing there, but it's quiet, which is, I think, going to be wild for their first season based on, in my opinion, how raucous it's going to be going forward. The next next year, and even if they let fans through part of the way this year, it's going to be wild in there. Uh, I don't think people actually understand, like anyone who's been to a Raiders tailgate kind of understands the type of fan Raiders fans are. They also travel, and you didn't make us travel that far. You made us travel to a city we travel to anyway. Often, you put the LA fans in a quick drive, you put us in a quick flight here in the Bay, and you put us all in the same place with beer, gambling, legal weed, prostitution, um, or escorting, or whatever, however, you know, no disrespect (laughs) to any sex workers, you feel me? But I just think it's wild. So that's part of that is crazy to me how that's going to play out. So as Brian said, home field advantage, which I think I read um, something earlier that was saying it, it usually accounts for two point five to three points in a in a depending yeah. on what team you are stat yeah. line right mm-hmm. so, one to three yeah exactly so handicapping wise especially Vegas football Vegas sports book so that's all interesting how it impacts the the sports betting to Brian's point about the rookies I think it's actually kind of helpful to have a season like this because you you aren't going to go into these crazy hostile environments to get kind of disoriented. You're going to be playing a lot of places where it's, you know, pumped in crowd noise or whatever. And you can hear your quarterback's calls and you can, you know, do more things that like, you know, if you go to a Philly, you know what I mean? It's going to be different than going there now than it would be if you're a rookie going there. Yeah. Um, who yeah. is it? CeeDee Lamb, you know what I mean? Going there, Seattle. Exactly. So that's different. I think that fares well. Um, and I just want to honestly see if we can get through the full season. That's really kind of my thing is how much football are we going to have? Is there a bet for that? Like, are we going to get halfway or, you know? push I, I i saw some something pretty interesting it was on yahoo and i think it was andy barenz uh was kind of talking about fantasy football and he'd gotten together with a bunch of other uh you know whatever you want to call them experts analysts fantasy football people yada yada and they were kind of picking whether or not they thought um one would they make it through the full season and everyone said yes um two uh, do you think any games would get canceled? And only, I think there was like six people, only two of the six thought that some uh, any games would get canceled. They talked about which teams they thought would be the most negatively impacted by having empty stadiums. And there was a, a bunch, but, you know, the Seahawks were a big, uh, one of the names that were were, men, were mentioned. The Vikings were mentioned, uh, another home, another very loud crowd. Um, the, the Raiders. Probably, huh? probably the Saints, too. Uh, they didn't. Men- I didn't see the Saints on there. I saw one oh, that said the Raiders. Wow. Okay. Um, but but uh, but, but it, yeah, I think most people thought it. You know, I think it was like half of the, the groups thought thought it was going to be Seattle. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know a couple others uh, injuries, and then the impact. Which teams would fare better because of their consistency? What I thought was weird there was that they talked in part about how the consistency of um, Bill Belichick in New England would allow them to fare better this year, even without Tom Brady, because oh. the system hadn't changed and everybody else was consistent. Um, oh, and only yeah. one yeah, real yeah, person yeah. had to kind of learn something. But, but you know, other teams, the Vikings being one of them, I think were mentioned in the ones of, you never know, you're going to throw some dice out there and see what it comes up as because of the significant changes on both offense and defense. That's a good point. Coaching consistency, too. But other thing, too, now that you mentioned that, is new coaches, right? So if you're a new coach, it's your first year. In this situation, it's going to be interesting to see because the whole game, like a a Cincy, right, isn't dude new? And um, No, Cincy's not new. The quarterback No, that's right. That's right. He was there last year. Yeah, he actually coached. I watched a couple of their games. They looked all right by how they played. They lost the games, but the way they were playing was all right. But – you got some new coaches out there, so that's going to be interesting too. And the travel and just you know playing this new COVID environment for a season, I just think it's interesting for all of us, right? Because every single one of us is interacting in a new environment. But in this microcosm of sports, it's really interesting to see how the, all those things play out. Um, and also, I'm interested to see like revenue pr- projections later and how you know how fans impact things. And then also, will they be more um, appreciative of the fans when we all come back? based on you know what they've seen from now so little little well, micro stuff are, like that teams are, are signing people like they have no worries about that cap going down uh you know you see you're seeing deals you and every deal is the, the oh biggest yeah deal ever and, yep you know deandre hopkins biggest deal you know biggest deal ever um, jalen ramsey jalen ramsey biggest deal ever 
Jason, what about you, man? You uh, you asked uh, us the question. What do you? Yeah. Have um. Well, just to go back to Glenn's point real quick, as far as new coaches, is a good point because in college, new coaches. I think all the new coaches lost last week in college. And in the NFL, they had a bad record the first couple weeks of last season too. And without OTAs in preseason, right, that's gonna give me more behind the eight ball. So, right, good point on that. Um, what I'm looking forward to, number one, I want to see. I mean, I don't know why Lamar Jackson just intrigued me. Um, because he's I nasty see, on the field. I mean, he, yeah, he's real now. Yeah. I want to see if teams employ the same thing that Tennessee did against him all season. Tennessee, they did three things. They bottled up the middle, shadowed, had a guy shadow him, and then, and then uh, shadowed uh, tightly covered uh, that guy, the Andrews, the tight end, and made Lamar, if he wanted to throw, throw to his receivers, which he really isn't that efficient in doing unless they're really, really wide open. I want to see if other teams employ that same strategy that Tennessee does. And if they do, he's working. I wonder how Lamar Jackson will adjust to it if, yeah, he's you know, if that happens. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing the Patriots lose. I mean, I'm not a hater. I mean, hey. I'm just, you know, uh, the consistency is, you know, they've been great. But I'm looking forward to them going six and ten this year. That's just, that's just. Me I personal. feel you. Um, it's also, also the rookies. You guys, uh, Brian, you made a point about the rookies mm-hmm. uh, with no OTAs, no preseason. I just think it's just going to be behind the eight ball pretty much. Most of these rookies, you know, getting adjusted to NFL speed. So I'm looking forward to see who comes out the gate quickly. The rich rookies come out the gate quickly and, you know, seems like they have a seamless transition between college and the NFL. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, which I think makes drafting rookies in fantasy football kind of risky, hoping for I would think you would hope for that payoff later in the season, but not really expected in the beginning of the season. Um, but I'll take also, 138 yards and a touchdown. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, I know, I mean, right? Hey, I know. I'll, that's why I was watching, see how he how, how he got acclimated. But and then, which leads me to your team. The reason why I have the Vikings in third is not because I don't like the coach or the organization. It's more because it's just so many rookies filling so many key positions. And I think just I just think without OTAs and without preseason games even get adjusted, they're starting off just having to get adjusted to the NFL with actually regular season games. Which is not a, you know, that's just my personal feeling. I don't know how all of them are going to get acclimated so quickly, and I think it might be some growing pains at least early uh, for for those rookies on the on the Vikings. I'm also looking forward to see if the 49ers can actually. I don't think they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover, but you never know until you start playing the game. So I'm just seeing if they could still win 11 games. They still have receiver issues. They got guys hurt, so it looks like they're going to be running against the Cardinals a lot. Um, you know, which they couldn't do last year. So I don't know what's going to happen that first game. I wouldn't take the 49ers minus seven that first week. That's just me personally. But uh, speaking of the Cardinals, I'm looking forward to see if this offense with DeAndre Hopkins, how that's going to look. Um, I know a lot of people are excited. He's with the Cardinals and hooked up with Kyler Murray. So we'll see how that turns out. And then finally, I just think that the Saints and Buccaneers, I just think the two quarterbacks that they have, for some reason, I think they're going to they're going to be a lot better in the very beginning of the season than they will be. Like I would say, like week fourteen on. I just think being that old, I'm not sure if they're going to be that good that late in the season. Which I'm kind of skeptical on the Buccaneers, really, as well as you know they might go. You know, over under is like nine and a half right now. I know they have a lot of pieces, a lot of players, but you know I've seen a lot of times where these teams just get all these guys together. It doesn't always seem to work out the way that people think it is. So I'm kind of skeptical on the Buccaneers, but I'm looking forward to watching them. Still think the Saints are going to win division, but I wouldn't yeah. pick either team uh, to go to Super Bowl because I just think I don't think the quarterbacks will be the same. But that remains to be seen. But that's what I'm looking forward to this year. I love that uh, I'm at the age of my life where the all the oldest players in the league are my age or slightly <laughs> older. That's great. Like, oh, they're too old right. now. Like, mm, that's I definitely am older than him. But um. No, nah, the I, I feel you. And I'm wondering though, because even for the the Buccaneers, you add Bruce Arians who could coach, right? You add Tom Brady who's a coach, right? One of the greatest to do it as far as you know playoff success and all of that. And you add, if you think about it, they only really add, I mean they added Gronk and, and um, Fournette, but besides that, they had those receivers. They had yeah. OJ Howard. They got you know what I mean. A lot of it is their defense is the same, except for that's that to me is there is there going to be their issue is defense, but. Um, I'm wondering because you put a Brady in and, you know, for the type of offense they may run, I, I don't think he's going to be airing it out like that. So, right. you know, run a route, get open, boom, it's on you as soon as you turn around. Fournette run a little bit. Um, What's his name? RJ3, right? Ronald, uh, Ronald Jones, I think. Ronald Jones, yeah. He run like 
it's versus, you know, those teams, like you said, almost like the Rams did a couple years ago. They went to the Super Bowl. It was like they just brought everybody in. And, you know, we'll see if it works. So it's going to be interesting. I do think no fans and all that does is interesting for me with a Tom Brady, right? This many years in the game, how many fans would have been at the game screaming and hollering? And he's probably used to that and enjoys that. But I wonder, you give Tom Brady a chance, like in a quiet stadium to really pick you apart. It's kind of an interesting, scary thought to me. But we'll see what happens. Same for Drew Brees, right? Like you give him some, some... you don't have the crowd bearing down like they can hear the calls and he ain't got to scream like he normally would. And he just kind of can calmly sit in the pocket and do what he do. That's dangerous. So I don't know if it will have that kind of impact, but I'm excited to see it either way. I'm happy to have football. Well, I got to say this for Brian because, you know, tease me about no text message. But, you know, I have the Lions winning the NFC North. And uh, doing what? Was and, I on the uh, show? Detroit Lions win division. I was thinking about putting them in second, but I was like making an amendment like, nah, I, I think wow. I'm going to start the season out seven and four and win the division. So. I'm sticking with it. The Lions will be the NFC North champions. They're going to do it. They got to do it now. This is the year with all the craziness. <laughs> oh, the coach getting fired if they don't happen. The coach getting fired. Wow, the Lions. Well, okay. Well, I guess I guess Patricia is going to be over at uh, in New England again because. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on NFL-wise? I think oh, that's good. probably it. All right, Not that's... really. Um, so we yeah, matter our... at this point is wait and see. Yeah, for real, for real. So I think. Oh, mean... you might want to hear this, Glenn. Um, got uh got the Raiders winning uh pretty big uh this week this Sunday in Carolina. Uh yeah. So you should watch the game. I, I, I see about thirty points coming from the Raiders this uh this uh yeah, this I weekend. Gonna, I mean, I do that anyway, right? I just got to make sure I have it. Now that that was what I was thinking about. Like, it's not a local game anymore, so I got to figure out what I'm gonna do television wise. Work. That's my main thing. Um, I was wondering why you didn't come down Sunday to Wednesday as opposed to Wednesday to this, the following Saturday. I wanted to, but I got uh, work stuff. And I didn't, just in case something popped up and I had to run something down, I, I didn't think I could be that far. Because I definitely would have. But, I don't know. Until, you know, for the next year or two, until I blow up and I'm completely on my own. Um, I don't have that kind of freedom yet. But, Absolutely. So I got to figure that out because I could see it going well uh, just based off how things are going. I kind of like to look in Derek Carr's eye right now. He's feeling disrespected, which I like um, as far as, you know, I like when cats play with a chip on their shoulder. So we'll see how that goes. And I like the offense. I mean, just, you know, everything I base off Madden because that's where I get most of my my scouting in. And it's not perfect. Obviously, the game's bad, but just kind of seeing the pieces they put together from an offensive perspective, if our defense can even hang. We might be all right. We might be able to surprise a few people. And then when you add us in next year with that loud stadium and drunk, I mean, drunk Raider fans, bro. I don't think Vegas even understood what they were signing up for. Hilarious to me. I think y'all are not going to get what you think you're going to get because the tickets are going to be too damn expensive. So fans aren't going to be there. It's going to be the same problem you had with, with the Warriors when you know all the money took it over and kicked all the fans out and got became the the most expensive place to watch a, a basketball game, you're gonna have the same problem with Las Vegas having nothing to do with the Raiders, the team. It's just I know, get it. More fans, high rollers are gonna get tickets. More and, tickets and more, and more inventory go to go around. The stadium is allowed no more. Once you go corporate, yeah. No. I don't. I don't think. I mean, the tickets I've seen, I've been seeing the resales and all that. But even then, I mean, I'll, it'll be interesting to see, right? And we're also talking about years, so over time. I think it always kind of it, it bounces out to a degree, but we'll see. But I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, the Rams' new stadium, right there, the LA stadium is built, looks beautiful. I've seen that on Madden too, uh, looks super nice. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm excited when we get back to that quote unquote normal. I can go to concerts and stuff and see how that looks uh, from that perspective. But I'm excited either way. I'm happy to have football. We have basketball. I think today they they said it was the first time ever. It was like MLB, WNBA, NBA, um, hockey, hockey, football, and like something else. College, yeah, yeah, crazy. Also makes it feel like time is just a a social construct because this all happened at the same time and it was all the same to me. Like it wasn't like oh this is weird. This should be a fall and this is a summer sport or whatever. It was just kind of like all right, uh, let's let's watch what we got. So. It'll be fun to see. Um, last, we have you guys tweet your picks. We talked about NFL. We talked about the playoffs. I think that was kind of what we wanted to touch on for this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's that's, it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we probably deserve it to give you all a shorter show after the last one. Appreciate everybody who listened. What's up, Mom? 
Um, so, all right, last segment. So, minute to win it. We up out of here. Either of y'all want to start first? Now I'll start, man. Um, just two people who passed away recently, man. The first one is Chad. Both people call him, I guess, Chadwick. I didn't know him as Chadwick. I knew him as Chad. Went to Howard University with him. Uh, was a cool cat. You know, hoop with him, whatever, here or there. Seriously? Uh, just, yeah. I didn't know that. We were at Howard at the same time, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's just sad to... Um, you know, impact, I, mean, I was looking forward to Black Panther too. In fact, it was funny when Black Panther was coming out and then people found out that he was going to be starring in it. I mean, I know everybody got together on Facebook, whatever, and went to Howard and say, you know, we got to watch this movie to support, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's bad, let's lie and say it's good anyway, but it ended up being good so we didn't have to lie. But uh, the things that, that Chad was doing while he had cancer, I mean, he was visiting people who had cancer when he had cancer, doing things for people who had cancer when he was going through it. So, you know, when you when you get to hear the backstory about all the things he was doing while he was in this condition, man, it's just uh, you know, it's just sad that he uh that he passed away. I mean, especially being I think only forty two, forty three years old. So that kinda hit me a little bit. I know some people, you know, it's like he's just an actor, blah, 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 but you know, he did mean a lot uh to a lot of people. Um, not just for the Black Panther role, but just him as a person. So it's kinda sad that him pass away. And the second person was uh, John Thompson. Uh, when I grew up, Georgetown Hoyas was my favorite team. And, uh, you know, John Thompson was the coach of that team. And they were the first pretty much small to go, school to go from a small college to an NCAA champion. Um, at that time, it, it just never happened. Um, I guess in the modern time, it just it never happened. And uh, John Thompson, you know, he did a lot for – Georgetown is a very, very, very good school. Not a lot of black people go there. He purposely got kids from neighborhoods that weren't so good and brought them into Georgetown for the, for the fact, so for the simple fact for them to get a good education because he understood how much a good education meant and how much it should be valued. And he purposely got kids from these areas that Georgetown would have probably never even heard of or accepted, you know, uh, to go to the school. And he purposely brought them into Georgetown. So. Uh, you know, I give him props for that. Um, he also spoke out on a lot of things. You know, he was actually uh, Bill Russell's uh, backup for the Boston Celtics. So he has a few championship rings and he knows Bill Russell and all those guys because he played on those uh, those great Celtic teams. But, you know, just as far as just a man, the person and things that John Thompson spoke out on, I mean, you know, a guy like him, you know, uh, will will be missed. And just the impact he had in people's lives, like Alonzo Mourning, like Allen Iverson, like uh, Patrick Ewing. Uh, you know, Alan Iverson's mom, when Alan Iverson was in high school, actually met John Thompson and told her to take her son and look out for him because she didn't want she didn't want her son in those streets or getting involved in anything bad. And John Thompson accepted that responsibility. So I know AI has a lot of love for John Thompson as well. But it was just sad that both of those guys uh, left, uh, you know, left uh, so uh, left uh, this past week. But um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I'd say. Damn, that's a good one. B. Yeah. Also, uh, respects to both John Thompson and, and, and as Jason called him, Chad. Um, so one thing that I wanted to kind of mention to people is there's a really excellent article on medium.com titled a supercomputer analyzed COVID-19 and, and an interesting new theory has arisen. Um, and I'll give you the, the, the high point of view and why I, I think it applies to sports and things that we're talking about. If you remember, few months ago, one of the things that, that I kept on harping on was these very, very um, kind of not underground, but not major reported issues that were developing in hearts of people who had COVID. Um, it, was no, it wasn't just a respiratory issue, um, that these people were developing very severe heart issues. And they thought that it was still respiratory in nature. Um, heart needs, uh, it needs oxygen. Respiratory issues were calling heart issues. But, but you know, either way, they were having these heart issues. Uh, Mobamba of the uh, of the Orlando Magic ultimately had has had some issues related to his heart. Nebraska football team had a bunch of their uh, their their players uh, tested for cardiology issues and had them turn up with heart issues. And then this report comes out. And what this report basically says is that um, they fed this AI-based supercomputer every piece of information they could give it about COVID on the medical side and for, look for similarities. And what the supercomputer came back and said was this. One, there are 10 medicines that are likely already approved that could possibly be used to treat the things that we're seeing that are common with COVID. Pretty good news. 
The other is, is that we have misdiagnosed COVID as a respiratory issue and not understood that it's really a vascular issue. And that means kind of going through your, your, the veins of your body and, and more along those lines. He said the, the entryway is the nose, not the mouth. And that's because it has these receptors that feed into the, the vascular system, not because it's going into the respiratory system. It just so happens that the nose is the place that has the most that's exposed to the outside world. The point being is that the, the analogy that they use is that what COVID does is it basically sneaks into the window of the top floor of your house and robs you. And before it decides that it's going to finish robbing you, it opens all the doors of the windows and all, all floors of the house and says, everybody else who can rob you come in too. What that means is, is that it breaks down every defense that your, your body has to all of these other issues before you can resolve the issue of COVID. And then that's what gets you. And the most prominent one being heart issues. Why does that apply? As we have seen in sports over the years, most of these really dangerous issues that they have had have been related to heart issues. Hank Gathers, um, Chris Bosch, uh, you know, numerous players uh, have had heart related issues and when and people have had to stop playing as related to heart related issues now they're finding that things that were just theory have substantial evidence now that show heart issues could be the primary um, long-term effect of covid and they are not treatable or solvable um but there are that like they mentioned the earlier the, the 10 therapeutics that they think are on the market so anyways Excellent article. It's uh, it probably takes about ten minutes to read. Um, a lot of information and worthwhile thinking. Look like it's on Medium. dot uh, com, and uh, I do think, like I've been saying for a little while now, I think we have real, real long term issues when it comes to COVID and sports. This that article does not mention the word sports or any sport at all. It just talks about that, um, but it fits into a theory that I've had. So that's all. Damn, that was a good one. I got to read that article, man. That that was crazy. Um, wow, that was good. So mine, yeah, real talk. Um, one is thanks for that. I'm about to read the article. Mine, um, prayers, shots out. You know, everybody who's impacted by these fires throughout California. Um, fires, are, you know, kind of on the the west side. Um, hurricanes, just kind of everything going on. Just prayers out. Pandemic social unrest, people just fighting for basic rights. It's a lot happening. Take care of yourselves is my main thing. Um, you know, we have sometimes, sometimes being, being at home is too much, right? And I just, during this process, I've seen how much being out is a lot of people's therapy, right? A lot of people's outlet, just, you know, bars and shopping and whatever other consumers activity we can take. I say we, cause I'm involved, but just take care of yourself during this time, you know, um, think about, your own health. Also, just I've been reading. Um, I'm actually reading Think and Grow Rich right now, but just basically how powerful your mind is in creating your life. If you think of negative thoughts and negative things are happening to you, that's going to be what is more attracted to you. So keep your vibrations high. Take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. We love you all. We thank you for listening to Sports Counterpoints podcast. It's September 10th, 2020, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks, everybody.